Hello, everyone. This is Chris Van Dyne from North Coast Sports. You'll hear me here every week during football season with my main man, Stu, from the StuCast. And just want to let everyone know we got a lot going on at North Coast. We got Power Sweep coming up. Going to be releasing that at the end of August. And get on board for Power Sweep at ncsports.com. Definitely check out our podcast on ncsports.com. And like I said, you'll hear me every week giving out some of the best handicapping picks that you will get in the industry uh, with Stu and Bobcat every week here, as well as at North Coast Sports, ncsports.com. And we're looking forward to football season. All right, everybody, welcome back in. It's episode number two here on the on the YouTube channel, the Pulse Sports Network. But it's also, what are we on? Like episode five, six together, Rob? Uh, yeah, I think it's five or six. I, you know, I, I have COVID brain, so I'm, I'm really not too sure. Yeah, well, you look like you got COVID. What, let, show, show the nice people at home what, what, what kind of sicko you are. Oh, as you can see in the basement, you're looking at, uh, you're looking at actually it happened five years ago today. We got Jalen Mills up there when he, uh, you know, he, uh, disrupted the pass to Julio Jones to send us to the championship game. You're probably also seeing in the background. The Ronnie McLeod tackle in Super Bowl 52, if you don't know, right there on the hat, Super Bowl 52 champions. Also the number one seed, 14-3, and three, watching these peasants play this weekend in the wild cards. So listen, if you've uh, – Stu's actually been inside my man cave. Um, it, it's, it's a Brian Dawkins shrine. <laughs> if you're not a Philadelphia fan, you'll probably throw up all over the floor. I mean, I have the fight song on my steps that lead down to my basement. I mean, I'm a – Full Eagles Mongo. And, and you're a real sicko because uh show the good people your your hoodie. Oh yeah. And I have my Rutgers hoodie on today, Cam Spencer. You know, some are saying the best team in the Big Ten. I mean, listen, yeah, I don't want to go. I've, too I've crazy. heard some people say that. Yeah, I don't want to go too crazy. So you get in some vans around New Brunswick, New Jersey <laughs> at about six thirty on a game day. You you'll hear some things. But well, uh, listen, it's no East Lansing, but it's all right. Wow. Um, <laughs> Your words, not mine. Uh, <laughs> my bud, uh, NFL wildcard weekend. It's here. We're going to go over the games, maybe give out some plays and stay tuned. Rob's got a absolute bomb at Gulfstream Park. That's yeah, I got a probably... Gulfstream golf play for Saturday. Stu's a little jealous. Sunday, I had a 24 to one shot. The yeah, by, by the time we tape again, Rob, this horse for, that you're going to give out still running. Still, yeah, back. you know, every every once in a while, every once in a while. But now let, let's get into the pick Saturday. You know, these two weekends in the NFL are so special, right? Um, yeah. The week 18 usually sucks. The games last weekend, let's be honest, you know, besides Detroit uh, acting like they won the Super Bowl there. <laughs> the Packers, oh, oh, they did I, it forward down the field. <laughs> the, the best goal for Dan Campbell, the NFC runs through Detroit. Um, that, that was the best one of the week. But um now, the Week 18 games are usually trash. I cherish wild card and divisional round weekend. It's really our last chance at wall-to-wall football, right? We get the championship games, but that's only two. And then the Super Bowl is really it's really an event more than it is. Like, you know, you're going to bet on stupid things and mess around. But if you're a true football fan, these two weekends, especially as a gambler, are uh, phenomenal. So, you know, let's break it down a little bit here. Seattle and San Francisco. 
you know, I, I don't know how a lot of you gamblers out there like to do your sheets. Um, I'm a big numbers person. For somebody that uh, barely graduated high school, most people that know me would be surprised. But listen, I, I can read a gambling line and I can read a racing form. That, that's the two things I can do. Um, uh, I DVOA, can swear. I can attest. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> My wife will tell you. Um, DVOA is a site I really like to use. Um, it's really a numbers game. It's kind of for, I guess you could say geeks, really. But I like the numbers that they have on there. I think you can find some spots in there and how they rank teams. You know, they don't do the traditional power rankings. They go by numbers. They add up everything. So in the Seattle-San Francisco game, okay, overall San Francisco is a 2 on DVOA. Okay, Seattle is a 10. So right there, you're getting 18 and 18 difference right there. The line is 9.5. You know, 18 difference on DVOA, I'd usually say is about a touchdown, right? Seven points. So I, I tell you, in this game here, um, obviously San Francisco, they have the number one defense in the league. Bosa's phenomenal. I, I'm not going to say he's not. He, he's spectacular. Um, Seattle, the 21st ranked defense. I mean, listen, they, they lack with their defense, Seattle. There's no doubt about it. They lack with their defense. Um, San Francisco's offense only six compared to Seattle, which is 14. Um, I think at some point the shine's going to come off Brock Purdy. Now, listen, they're going to run the ball a lot. They're really not going to ask him to do much. They're going to run it off play action. But I think Seattle can stay in this football game. The weather's supposed to be nasty out there, a lot of rain. It's going to be a muddy field. Pete Carroll is a phenomenal coach. Um, do I think Seattle's going to win? No, but I think they can stay inside this number. It's already dipped down. It was 10 most of the week. It's dipped down to nine and a half. You know, if you're like me, wait to get to 10 with Seattle. That's going to be the ideal number to get. And also give the under a look in this game at 42. Yeah, that's where I went. I, I think you look at this Seahawks team. I mean, they have the best running back in football. I mean, that's pretty clear at this point. Uh, but, man, Gino, Gino just – they struggled to move the ball against the Niners. They struggled mightily both times they've played this year. I think the Niners kind of roll here pretty pretty easy. I don't like nine and a half. I think that's a ton to lay to a to a team that's pretty decent. I mean, the Seahawks especially in suck. a division in a division that's a lot. And, and uh, if the Lions were playing right here, what would the line be? Six and a half, five and a half, six and a half, seven. I don't think it would hit seven. I think it'd be five and a half, six. Well, you were also born in Michigan, so you oh, got to take wow. that yeah. one. Right as well. Hey, hey, you know, we, we, and, we and the, the poor fans are already looking at Barry Sanders. I mean, listen, I mean, one of the greatest running backs ever. But Oh, yeah. He's no, uh, Sean D. Brown or whoever you're running. He's back. no, he's no Heath Sherman or Deuce Staley, but you know, he's up there. You know what I mean? He's, <laughs> He's got he, his rankings. He wishes he's Brian Westbrook. Yeah, he wishes uh, he was that. Uh, yeah, division game. I, I'm definitely going to take the I like points the under, Seattle. Though. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to tread a little light in this game. I mean, listen, this is the appetizer, right? This is something you want to bite off on Saturday. You're going to be ready to roll. Oh, we, well, we, oh. Uh, yeah, that, it's not my appetizer for Saturday. I mean, it's my whole plate because I am not touching this Chargers-Jags game. I got nothing. Yeah, you know, this is an interesting game, right? The last time they played, there was a lot of doubt that Herbert was going to play. He got banged up in the game. His ribs weren't right. I think he could throw that matchup out. Um, I think the one thing, I think Brandon Staley's a moron. 
really don't think he's a good head coach. I think that Doug Peterson has it all over him. You know, one thing Peterson has a lot of playoff success. He's been to a lot of playoff games. He, he knows how to coach the team, right? Knows going to have ready. This is Brandon Staley's first year. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Staley's got to go on the road. The last time that game was in LA. Now, if you're just going off week 18, I didn't think Jacksonville was sharp last week. You know, I did think Tennessee gave them their best shot. Tennessee gave their guys a bye the week before. Tennessee was really shooting for it. It was an in-division tight game. So I think you have a lot of betters basing that off last week saying to themselves, well, the Chargers are playing better football. But let's not forget, this is a Chargers team who was trying to play their starters versus the Broncos for some ungodly reason and was getting beat outright. You know, Russell Wilson was taking it to them, right? Now, you know, betters are going to see that and, and kind of lean the line, I think, a little bit towards the Chargers more. That's why you're seeing them on the road as a two-and-a-half-point favorite because I think people, most the average public's going to say, well, the Chargers really didn't need that last game, but I think the Sharps and the Gamblers know that Seattle, I don't think the Chargers are playing that good at football. I don't think they played well in that Monday night versus Indianapolis. Foles gave them, what, five turnovers? Yeah. They weren't that sharp in the game. You know, I really think Doug – is going to have this team ready. Um, the over is kind of a play I like in here at 47 and a half, but I'm going to be on the money line on Jacksonville. You know, I'm a Peterson guy, obviously. The guy gave us our only Super Bowl, so of course I'm going to cheer for him. I mean, there's nothing else I could do. Um, he wrongfully got fired. I could do a whole nother eight-hour podcast on that. But um, I think Jacksonville really is the play in here. I, I, I think Vegas is taking the public money, which is all over San Diego. You know, people see Herbert. Right. But Trevor Lawrence has played a lot better. This Jaguars team has played a lot better ever since they went to Detroit and got blown out. They've just been a different football team. I think last week was a tight spot for them at home trying to win the division. I think they played tight. I think they'll play loose in this game. I love Jacksonville in this spot on the money line. All right. Well, I'm going to transition to Sunday. Uh, Bills against Skylar Thompson. The line's 13. Bills laying it. I'm gonna lay it. Skylar Thompson's horrific. He is horrific. I, and he's terrible. He's I, well, it's either him or Mike Lennon. And, and Mike Lennon's the worst quarterback in the history of football. Pretty bad. I, Pretty he's bad. I, I just don't see how the Dolphins even keep this close. I don't maybe a team total under. I'd be interested in I, I, that. I do think that'll be a good play. Same um, game. I don't uh, think you know, I, I think the Bills are just going to come out. I think it's going to be the kind of game where the Bills are going to do what they have to do to get to the divisional round, right? I, I don't think it has to be pretty. This is going to be a hard hat type game for the Bills. Just put it on. I don't think it has to be pretty. I don't think you have to run Allen a ton. Um, I think you want to take the pressure off him and the team as much as you can with, you know, running the ball, playing how the Bills do. Now, the Bills' defense, I think, is a touch overrated. Even though DVOA has them as the fourth best defense, Seattle, I mean, I'm sorry, the Dolphins are the 15th ranked defense. So I think the under could be a play in here because I think Miami, obviously, they're not going to put Thompson out there and throw him a lot, right? Going to be a lot of handoffs. You know, Moser could run the ball. He's a nice running back. They proved that last week versus the Jets. That Jet defense is pretty good. Um, and they ran the ball right down their throats. Listen, it was a 9-6 game. The 13 yeah, and that, a half. That Jet defense got real bad at the end of the year. Yeah. It no, got they did real apart. porous at they, the they end of the year. They did fall apart at the end of the year. But you really can't throw on the Jets. You can run on them. You know, the Bills, maybe you can't run on them as much. But I think, you know, 
I could see the final score being 23 to six, right? And it's just never, it's never in doubt. And the Bills are just taking it easy in the second half, getting ready for round two, which they're going to go have to have to go on the road. For. I, I, so and, like, if Thompson's still quarterback, I don't know how they score. I, speaking of, I don't know how they score. Giants, Vikes. I, I have nothing on this game. I, I guess on principle, I'm betting the Giants, but both these teams but, are uh, awful. This so, is a shout out, game. Joe Bags. Sorry, Joe Bags. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Joe Bags. Uh, <laughs> this is an interesting game, right? Because the Giants have been overachievers, right? The Giants were really picked to win six, seven games. They won nine. They started out the season on fire. The second half of the season, they struggled in spots. Um, they went to Washington and won that game in a big spot. They came home and destroyed the Colts in a big spot um, for them to make the playoffs, right? Now, Minnesota's a 13-win team. So usually you'd say in this spot, a 13-win team, what a nine-win team could have been 10 last week. The Giants laid down. You know, they played all their backups. Um, usually you'd say about seven in that spot is what I would think. Minnesota getting three at home, and you would say they're four points better, right? But now, Vegas only has it at three. Now, the public money is more on the Giants, right? The money is on the Giants' side, and the line has not moved. And it went from two and a half to three, okay? So with all that money on New York, you'd think the line would have went down to two. But no, it's moved to three, which is a little interesting. You know, that's a Minnesota play to me. If you're looking at the public money and the line hasn't moved, it's actually went up a half point, and the more money is trending towards the dog. You get into these numbers, okay? Now, a DVOA guy like myself, Minnesota's not that good of a team, right? I mean, all Minnesota's metrics, for DVOA, they're the 27th ranked team in the National Football League. But they have 13 wins. I mean, they win tight games. And guess what? So does New York, right? This is such an odd matchup because it's a 13-win team versus a 9-win team that you would think, okay, Minnesota's going to handle his business win by a touchdown, you know, maybe the Giants hang in the game. But all these Giants games this season have basically come down if they've won it or they've lost it. And Minnesota, too, is one possession games. They're two very similar teams. The bet to me in this game, and it sounds crazy, is the over. It's at 48 and a half. These two defenses, I don't think are that great. Now, the Giants blitz a lot, right? They can get home. They got McKinney back at safety. It's not a great defense, though. DVOA, they're 29th in the league. You, you can score on them. Jefferson's going to score on them. I, you know, Cousins can put the ball out there. Now, Minnesota's O-line is going to miss their starting center and miss their right tackle. That's huge. And the way Thibodeau's playing, he could really mess up a game. Thibodeau's really starting to come on. Do I think he's a scumbag for celebrating knocking my man falls out? Absolutely. Fuck him. But – the kid's turn, he's a hell of a football player. There's no doubt about it. He can wreck games. He's starting to. He did in that Washington game. Um, if this right tackle doesn't hold up for Minnesota, it could be a long day for Cousins. And, and you know the key to Cousins. Get some pressure around him. Get in his face. Make the game at 4 he's o'clock, win not it. 1. Yeah, he's going to wither. You know, to me, that's the game right there. But I like the over in this game at 48 and a half. You know, a lot of people see the Giants offense. They don't think they have that much talent. Listen, Minnesota's defense stinks. Get Jones out on the run, run with Barkley, and, you know, you throw it at a tight end, you mix it in with Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins, and, you know, you could put up some points. Minnesota's going to score points. I like the over in this game. I see like a 31-34 final, 31-28 final. Um, it's probably going to land within the number of three, but I like the over in this game. 
let's move on to the game I love this weekend. My favorite game this weekend. The Bungles from Cincinnati taking on the Ravens. Laying, I've got eight and a half right now. Uh, I have nine and a half, ten now, books. Okay, nine and a half. I might have old lines. Well, I'm going to lay it. And here's my thought process. I, I, I'm assuming Todd Huntley is playing. Maybe Anthony, we know playing. Lamar's not. Huntley's okay. Uh, I just do not respect this Ravens team. I they were down twenty four to seven at halftime, and the Bengals just like turned it in. Said we're just gonna run out the clock, and that's that. Well, so did Baltimore. Baltimore played their third yeah. string quarterback. You know, they didn't want to put Udley out. He was banged up anyways. They didn't want to put him out there. Um, exactly. I'm on the total opposite, Stu. This is my long shot play of the weekend. I'm going Ravens money line. Oh, that's uh, I think, Yeah. No, it's not What insane. about this Listen, Ravens defense? I mean, this defense is – we're a little ways away removed from Tony Saragusa and Ray Ray Lewis. Well, listen – they're on the field so much when Lamar's not out there. So that does take its toll. But they listen, have no offense. They can't throw the ball around. <clears throat> well, that's true. But they can hit Andrews, the tight end. It's an in-division matchup. I love the Ravens here. Not only am I going to lay, am, am I going to take the points, I'm also going to spread some on the money line. You know, you got to have a long shot play on the weekend. You got to have something that's crazy and mix it up, you know. I love the Ravens in this spot. I think they're going to be ready to play. I think last week took their foot off the gas. I didn't think Cincinnati played that great last week. You know, the Ravens were in that game in the fourth quarter, and then Sammy Watkins had that terrible fumble down the sideline where he made the big catch. I, I think the Ravens are going to be in this game. I think they have a chance to pull off the shocker. I love Ravens' money line. What somewhere. if I told you the Ravens are actually not very talented? That they are the worst. I, you know, listen, they, they have are a the lot worst of ten win team ever. Well, they they don't have a lot of talent on offense. I'm not going to say they don't without Lamar out there. I mean, Mark Andrews is the top five side end. Um, the Gus Bus is an average running back. Their wide receivers stink. I'm not going to say they don't. Uh, their defense, Rokon Smith, I always liked a lot of respect for him. Think he's a good player. JPP, obviously not the same player. But listen, Harbaugh is a great coach. Um, I know that hurts you because I I know you have strong feelings towards the Harbaugh family. I but, mean that's uh, like that's like saying you know, uh, Adolf Eichmann not a great guy, but his brother okay. <laughs> you know yeah yeah, um, but no, I like Ravens money line in this spot. You know you got to give the people a long shot play for the weekend. We got you can't be all three to five. Oh uh, yeah, I thought that we were saving that for Stu uh, Single and Secretariat in the pick five. <laughs> You know, and plus plus three fifty. Let's get some coin here. I I just I I look at this weekend, Rob, and these are these games. I I think I think it's people trying to find value here. I I could see the you Jags. Think? Yeah, more news at eleven for you. Yeah, I think people <laughs> the Jags in the Giants games. You can make a strong case that those are. Well, we got inferior teams. I mean, Seattle and San Fran inferior buffalo and miami inferior i no doubt about that no doubt like, i mean that. You gotta, how much you take a stand if the steelers were playing buffalo this be a much different game we talk we'd be talking about a lot more and hey here's another one i don't understand this line i would have put it at four and a half five the cowboys only laying two and a half on the road with the bucks and they didn't look like they were trying 
last week the Cowboys did? Oh, they were trying. Don't let me give you that shit. I, 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 yeah. I this is the, the same game. Mike McCarthy that game. put 50. Tony Pollard gets it, the handoff. No. I know. I know you take off your little, you know, fly, fly eagles fly. Let me tell you something. He was he, trying. He gets the ball. He goes straight down. Paul, let me tell you something. They were trying last year. He made a big stink about playing his starters in the final game when both teams didn't need it, and he put up fifty-one points last year. And they jerked themselves off the whole time during that week that they were coming in on a roll. They were coming on a roll. So he was trying in that Washington game, I'm telling you right now. But I do think Dallas obviously is the more talented team, right? Um, they're going to go on the road here. The Bucks are a weird team, right? This they is a suck. team that, yeah, this is a team three weeks ago was down 17 to six to Trace McSorley in the fourth quarter in Arizona. I mean, they were legitimately down two. This team's off. This team's not good. It's not. It's not. Um, and and I, I agree with you. The line should be four or five. You know, that makes me nervous. When I read into that line, that makes me nervous because it just seems so easy. Like, it should just be, oh, this should be the Dallas Cowboys by seven. You know, they should win easy. You know, I'll say one thing for the Bucks: Their defense, Vita Vea has come back healthy. They're starting to play pretty good defense. So it'll be interesting to see that that's where they're going to have to win this game, obviously. You know, Brady can only do so much. Um, don't forget, Tampa Bay's missing guys in that offensive line. But on the other hand, Parsons isn't healthy. He had the wrap on his hand, has not been the same player the last four weeks. Now, here's another key, though. If Dallas gets back late in Van Der Esch, he, he might play in this game. If you see him playing in this game, that's a big get back for Dallas because they really miss him in the middle. He cleans up a lot of their stuff. All right, Robert. Why don't you bring us down the list of your picks uh, before we get to your golf stream play? Okay, before the golf stream play. All right, so let's start it off Saturday. We're going to go Seattle plus nine and a half. Chargers, Jaguars. We're going to go the over at 47 and a half and Jags money line. Flip to Sunday. We're going to go the under in the Miami Bills game at 43 and a half. New York, Minnesota. We're going to go the over at 48. It's 48 and a half in some books. Try to get that 48. That's going to be a key number. Ravens, Bengals. Me and Stu arguing back and forth. For me, it's Ravens money line plus 360, and I'll take the nine and a half, 10 points. And Dallas and Tampa Bay, I'm laying the two and a half with Dallas. I'm really not afraid to. Um, maybe you want to throw some on the under, 46 and a half. I, I think they'll be able to hold Dallas's offense down. It was 19 to three in the first matchup. Um, but I, I would go Dallas and the under in that spot. But those I, are my I like that Dallas play. I like, I'm going to copy you on that Dallas play. I'm riding with the Cowboys and the under. I'm taking the Bungles. To to just absolutely bankrupt Rob, uh, which isn't that hard to do because Chris Van Dyne did it to him uh, multiple times this year. Yeah, my house is up for sale right now. I'm going to do a quick sale. And yeah, the way Van... next season I can gamble. Yeah, being my yeah, wife. The Van, the Van Dyne boys did a yeah. uh, real number to you this year. You I'm going to be living it. off the uh, New Jersey Turnpike off uh, Exit Six. So just you know, hit me up. Yeah, I I will. I'll come by and visit. Uh, Give me the Bills laying the points, and I'm going to take the Niners Seahawks under. 
Uh, I'm sure Bobcat on here. We got to get him on the wheel. Maybe next week we do the wheel and he does a thousand dollar same game parlay. We just spin yeah. a wheel and we just let him let him go crazy here. If he's not like hunting rare game in some kind of other country or something like that, he called he called me over Rob to help him with a fence at his house this weekend, yeah. and uh, he goes, "Hey, I need your help uh, on this fence," and I go, "Okay, I'll be over, be over at two o'clock. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the whole weekend helping you with the fence." Yeah, he goes. Well, hey. he needed he he needs a little help after what Georgia displayed. Oh um, yeah. On Monday, that was he, shout, shout out to J.C. Shelton. Sh- and the, shout uh, out Georgia to John Florida. Frazier, probably crying in the oh, desert. I haven't seen John on Twitter since that game. No, no, there's a lot of soul searching to be done in Titletown. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about Anthons anymore. I'm talking about former Titletown, Tuscaloosa. That's right. That's right. Uh, but we went from, hey, help me with the fence to let's go to my property and shoot coyotes. <laughs> so have you ever had uh four double eagle rare bourbons oh <laughs> yeah that's that's a I, i'll tell you that's that's a good time it's a good time <laughs> until you start trying to walk back and you're fighting one of those uh duck boats the sightseeing boats but yeah that's another story for another time to wrap us up and get you into the weekend with some plays Rob is going to give you a horse that in about three and a half weeks will be glue. So, Rob, what do you like? Listen, Stu knows my plays. He knows some of my angles. One of my biggest angles that I've always made scores on is when the dam is out of unbridled song when these horses first touch on the grass. So, Saturday at Gulfstream Park, Chad Brown in the third race has the seven loop player. Uh, two races on the dirt at Saratoga and Aqueduct. And shipping them down the golf stream. Rosario's up eight to one. That's loot player in the third race Saturday at golf stream. So listen, Chad Brown is eight to one. That Chad Brown's eight to one. You probably only get three, four to one. You know, after I give it out to my cronies. But um, oh yeah, oh yeah, big listen, send it I mean, in, boys. It, it's a beautiful weekend, right? I mean, we're in the Northeast here. You know, it's going to be cold. You're going to be inside. Saturday, you start to warm it up with some horse plays in the afternoon. Then, you know, you start the antipastas, the first game starts, and, you know, the lasagna, the macaroni, the meatballs, and, you know, everything starts coming out. The ketchup. The, the late game. Yeah, well, if you're in Alabama, yeah, you're having bologna sandwiches, <laughs> whatever they eat down there, Oscar Mayer. <laughs> Hate to see that. Uh, on that okay. note, folks, have a great weekend. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Robin Stew Show. So, for Rob, I am Stew. Take care, brush your hair. We'll see you after a while.